Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Wednesday afternoon, Big 12 Media Day is going on down in Dallas. We're connected with Chris Williams. He's uh, he's down there in Dallas, courtesy of our friends at the Iowa Clinic. Uh, what's up, Chris? How's how's this morning at uh, Jerry World? Uh, good morning. I actually thought that it, to be honest, Jared, it was for a geek like me who loves the business side of sports. It was refreshing. Like, I didn't really care a lot about the football stuff today. I, it, it worked out well because Iowa State's not here until tomorrow. So I spent exclusive all of my time working on Big 12 stuff. And I got to know, I got to spend a little bit of time with the new commissioner, which was really nice. Uh, he's, well, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But he's a very impressive individual. Also was, I didn't get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with Bob Bowlesby, but he, I thought made some really interesting comments on his way out as well. So I think in a really uh, different way than normal, it was a super beneficial day, like to, to be down here and be rubbing elbows with some people. And I, uh, yeah, I came away really impressed with this new commission. What did you, how did he come off on, on you're young and hip. That's who he's playing to. He said that a couple times. Like, how did he, how did this guy play for you? Yeah, I mean, I I'll be honest. I felt like the uh, talking about how we're gonna be cool and hip, like, is the actual like the absolute least cool and hip thing that you can do. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just in I think in in general, if you're like, oh, we're gonna try and be cool, you're probably trying too hard. So that would be my only thing when he when he said that. But at the same time, you know, as long as he gets smart people around him, like I don't think that it'll be an issue or anything like that. I did feel bad for Dave Aranda because he was the first one that had to get up on the podium after that. And you know, that nobody gave a shit about what Dave Aranda had nobody to say there. today. Yeah. We were all off doing these other things. Um, Cause Aranda was going while I was with. Yeah. Your Mark. So yeah, no. And he's the, usually they try and lead off with the guy who's like picked to win the defending champion. Yeah. 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 So I, I thought that was funny, but no, I mean, I think, I thought what I took away from it is that he's, he seems like a pretty no BS guy, you know, but like in a much like, like Bob Bowlesby seems like a, a no BS guy, but not in the way of like, you could still want to hang out with Bob Bowlesby. I would not want to hang out with Bob Bowlesby, frankly, but I think I'd want to hang out with Brett Yormark. I, I I certainly came away wanting to have a lot of beers with Brett Yormark and to pick his brain about business. And here's the, there's a very stark difference between the two. And it's that Bob Bowlesby is like a legitimate, like college administrator who cares about like what our GPA is, is a league and Brett Yormark is there to make money. And he made it very clear today. And I, I actually find it refreshing that it was just like, yeah, this is, this is, he didn't go up there and be like, and you know, he's going to have to care about that stuff. Like you can't be in college athletics and that, but like he was referring to the big 12 institution as stakeholders. He was, you know, like kept, he, he talked like a guy who got off a plane from Silicon Valley. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it'll be, but, but I'm telling you though, the people who were like, Oh, he's going to be a disaster. Those are the longtime college athletic people who are afraid that their their type is becoming a bit of a dinosaur in Do the you industry. Have... And when you hear your mark talk, then you look at Bullsby and be like, man, like 
he has a really old school approach because this this new guy certainly does not. When you hear him talk about the things about we're, how they're going to turn over every stone looking for revenue and like all those kinds of things, does that scare you at all that maybe the Big 12 will try too hard to corporatize itself, you know, and some of the things that make different Big 12 events, especially I think of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, like the uh, genuineness of it and the uh, – kind of uh, spontaneity I don't even know what the right way to put it spontaneity of it I think is what makes it so fun I don't want them to try too hard to make money off of these things you know that are like it's like uh, the perfect example think back to when the college world series like when you and I were growing up what the college world series was like at Rosenblatt yeah. and then it moves downtown and now it's like not even the same event at all I don't want I don't them to do those kinds anymore. of things to the big 12 you know yeah like you're you're talking to like I mean an example I would use is moving the Big Ten basketball tournament at Madison Square Garden where there's yeah. nobody cares. Like it, no, I get what you mean. One of the things he and and I always tell people when you listen to a guy or a, or a gal being interviewed or you read quotes, you need to know what the question was. So like Randy Peterson from the register, I think and Randy's hilarious when he's in these off the cuff like moments. He's just really like he comes off as awkward. But if you know Randy, then you, you get it. He basically asked him, are you going to stage like a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert at a Big 12 event? And your mark at that point followed up with, he's like, uh, he laughed. He goes, but why, why shouldn't we be doing these things to give more like bang for your buck? That was just one example. I mean, do I think that there's going to be a Jay-Z concert in the middle of the power and light district? No, but this is a guy, I mean, it, I'm very familiar with his background because he from NASCAR and NASCAR changed. Like there was a significant change around the time when Brett Jormark was there, where it was this regional sport that basically only rednecks like, and then all of a sudden it became more welcoming now. And that's very loosely with, with NASCAR, if you know anything about it, but it, it became more of like a national and international brand and stuff. And I, I think that's what he's talking about more. Um, no, it didn't scare me. And I had a couple of people asked me like what, what I thought. And I was like, today, you, you kind of have to take today also with a grain of salt. Like the guy clearly had never done a press conference like that before. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure he was nervous. Like I, I'm not going to judge the guy too much off of today. As far as like that, we want to be cool, young and hip. Um, Cause that was brought up a lot. I think he did a good job of explaining like how he wants the conference to be branded. I think it was more of anything. And that that's what I've been saying for a long time yeah. about the big 12. It's just like my Being big different. thing. Yeah. Well, like you can't try and be the big 10 in the SEC. You have to do things differently. Cause if you just try and do the same thing they do, you're going to lose every time. So what can you do to separate yourself and be the most fun league, like the best of the rest. Maybe that is, you know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, as far as TV partners and whatnot, CBS wants to stay in the game. Maybe you do a Thursday night football on CBS, big 12 game. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm throwing things out there. How can you differentiate yourself and have like, um, these fun events that are outside the box by like big 12, but like, bring in more revenue. That's what I think when you, when you say every stone unturned more so than 
let's throw a Beyonce concert at the Sprint Center. Yeah. Which yeah. would be cool. It would be very cool. Uh, all right. We talked a lot, too, about or he talked a lot, too, about Big 12 expansion. And even though his first day is not until August 1st, uh, it sounds like he's been very active in that space, fielding calls and things like that. What do you think of uh, of his first impression as far as uh, talking about realignment? I know there's not a ton that he can say on the record or anything like that, which certainly yeah. uh, dumbed down the entire conversation. Well, I like the fact that he didn't just outright avoid it. I, I kind of thought we might get a no comment type situation with that. And he, he was, yeah, we're exploring everything. He even at one point said, you know, it was exciting to me when the UCLA USC move made, cause I saw opportunity. Now he didn't come out and say to go and pounce on the Arizona schools, but you know what he meant? Like there was an opportunity there an opening for the big 12 to jump in. So I like the fact that he just, um, he came off to me like a bit of a shark. Like a, yeah. like an aggressive, like he was kind of branded to us, but he, he backed it up. He didn't come across at, like Bullsby to me was always this like stabling, like steady, like, you know, all oh, the family's fighting. So let's bring in grandpa to like, you know, mm-hmm. cool everything down where I feel like your mark is more of a, Hey, um, he's going to start the shit. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And even if you get told no some so that I, I like how he just basically admitted like, yeah, like all this stuff is on the table and we're looking into it. I did find it interesting and I, I thought it was clearly rehearsed by him and Bullsby that they both today talked about, they have to be an additive addition, not a diluted as far as the big 12 adding schools, which is basically saying we're not just going to add crap. Yeah. And I think one thing that we all are guilty of, us in the media and fans is when you have a big move like USC, UCLA a couple of weeks ago, then we all want like a response right now. And as your Mark said, and this is a great, great quote. He said, sometimes the best deals are the deals that never get done. And um, I, I thought that was really interesting. Like the big 12, I, I think Jared, when the, when the dust settles, it's just my opinion but I, I think a, a Pac-12 school, when the dust settles, would be foolish to not go to the Big 12 Yeah. at this point, where you, there's been a lot of points in history where that's that's insane. I think that the Big 12 is vastly more valuable um, going forward. And I think the Big 12 is in a position right now where it can really lean on media partners and be picky. I, I truly do. That's a total homer opinion. But – that Pac-12 is going to be in really rough shape with its media rights, in my opinion. And I think the Big 12 can really be aggressive here and be choosy. I do, or I did enjoy, I don't know if it's irony, but I did enjoy the the fact that they talked so much about media rights, uh, the media rights deal, while all of it was being broadcast on ESPN Plus and ESPNU, I think in the discussion that they were having about Fox and stuff like that on ESPN, I was like, man, I'm sure that ESPN just absolutely loves this right now that they're openly discussing this on, on your channel. Yeah. Well, it's, they made their own bed, you know? Yeah. I mean, they started this. Yeah. They started this whole deal. It's like, you just got, you opened the door to it. You know, they, they started it a year ago. I mean, it was, 
did you talk to when you I read your story that you wrote about uh, about the media rights and what Bob Bowlesby said about a linear TV channel? Did he just not understand what you were trying to ask him about? Because it seemed like he thought you were asking if they would make like a Big Ten network version of the Big 12, which is not I know what you were trying to do. Yeah, no, he was he was I think, you know, what I was kind of asking him is like, would there's been rumors of rolling the Longhorn network into a big 12 network thing. So I, I think that he was thinking all TV. Yeah. Like I, I which clearly it's like, if you, if you're going to have a conference network like that, like you want it to be on TV, but it's clearly a digital, right? Like it's yeah. just also meshed in, in, in a lot of the older school guys have a hard time, like seeing that. Sometimes I, I, and your Mark and I talked about it and, and like, you're really in your best position if you can have a mix of all these things. Right. Right. If you can, I think the best thing for the big 12 would be like Fox tier one or Fox or CBS tier one ESPN tier two. And literally like, like Amazon hosts the big 12 network on prime. Like to me, that is ideal. That's going to be really hard to do. I think ESPN is going to have a hard have a hard time letting go of all that because they want programming now, and like they like that's a lot of lost subscriptions. If all of a sudden, like I was like Big Twelve women's basketball and wrestling, like that's to me that's the value of these streaming deals. Like I mean, I think ESPN's done a really good job of getting the UFC, getting the NHL, getting these things where you can't watch them in other places. It makes guys like me who I love watching, for instance, like the Summit League. I want Hendo and my guys in South Dakota State. I'll pay the five ninety nine just because they have Summit League basketball on ESPN Plus. Like right. that to me is absolutely worth it. A UFC fan will pay the five ninety nine because that's the only place they can get that. I think it's really smart for ESPN to keep these third tier rights for their um, webs for their web stuff, but. We'll see. That's to me. That's the un, the under talked about thing in all this is the value in that because I think like, I mean, think about how many subscribers that Amazon could add to its streaming business if if there was a Big Twelve network on Prime. Right. That's a lot. Like that's a lot of extra whatever you're going to charge a month for it. Right. Or Apple TV, like what they're doing with the MLS. That's a really good piece that the MLS is for, for Apple. They're going to get the, – that'll be a deal, Jared, in 10 years we look back and be like, man, Apple really shanked those guys. Yeah, I, I, guess really I, would, that. I guess that would require the MLS gaining a lot more ground than what I think they've gained nationally to this point. But, that... but my point is, like, look at it just from a business standpoint. Like, yeah. And this is like – I don't yeah. care about TV ratings – like how many diehard soccer fans will buy that $10 a month package for all this soccer content that Apple doesn't right. even have to create. And that's the glory of working with the big 12. All these schools already have their own infrastructure. Companies. Yeah. Right. All right. I've got to, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but first do you want to tell us some, a little bit about the Iowa clinic? Dude, I think this is like the 10th one, maybe the, not the 10th year, but we're close to that. They've been sponsoring our coverage of uh, big 12 media days. And it's a thing for them because they always want to push. And I wanted to give a shout out to um, Dr. Whitney. She's a pediatrician at the Iowa clinic. 
in Ankeny. I had an interview with her from earlier this week that I'll run on Williamson Bloom this week. Uh, now really pushing, uh, get your kids their uh, physicals for school scheduled now. If you're listening, most of these kids have to have physicals to go back. And believe it or not, with human beings, we always wait till the last minute. Don't wait till the last minute. Get your kids on the schedule now. Oh, oh no, school starts tomorrow. You know, Jordan's got to get us physical we, and we can't get in. And then you call the Iowa clinic and you're being all antsy. Don't do that. Get it scheduled now. So there you go. What else you got for me? All right. Let's look ahead to tomorrow. What are you going to be thinking about going into Matt Campbell's press conference at uh, 11.30 or whatever it is. Think about football for a second. Stop thinking about realignment, thinking about media <laughs> rights. Think about football. <laughs> I probably need you to text me some things to talk to Matt Campbell about. I, here's what I'm fascinated about with Iowa State this year. And I pull back on like more of a big picture approach with this than I probably should for the current team. But it's fascinating to me that they lost everybody. Like everybody's gone. But like, I wouldn't be surprised to they did a year ago. Like, I, okay, wouldn't be surprised isn't fair, but I, I'd be, but like, it wouldn't shock me if right. they found a way to go seven and five or, or eight and four again. So like, that, that's what I'm interested in is like, where did they get to the point? Like, how did they get to the point? Who are some of these guys who, have just been developing in the background, but we haven't necessarily seen on the field. I think a lot of the help comes from you got key guys back. I mean, we'd we'd be having a different conversation if X wasn't back, if Will McDonald wasn't back, and if Orion Vance wasn't back. Mm-hmm. Right. Clearly you'd probably drop from like seven and five projected to five and seven, but there's more to it than that. Like the Isaiah Lees of the world, these guys who have just been like marinating and Campbell always comes to this thing with three or four scout team type guys who don't know enough about that. That's always where I kind of is a baseline starter at these things. Yeah. I think that this should be as interesting of a uh, media day press conference for Matt Campbell as we've probably had in a while. If uh, everything goes according to plan, I would think that they're, I can already guarantee you though. First question. Matt, why are you still in Ames? That's the first question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for uh, sure. Then, yeah, the, like, uh, every year, I think that that's been, like, the thing. Yeah. Boy, we just don't – we don't represent ourselves well as an industry at these things. No. Never. Never. It's, it's just, one of the – Like, the... I can see why people look at us and they're like, God, like, you idiots. But – it is what it is. All right, man. The good stuff is like, I don't come to this thing to sit and watch the press conference. It's to, you know, rub elbows with people and meet the commissioner. And, um, yeah, like that's from an Iowa State thing. Where did Iowa State all of a sudden get enough respect in the media to be voted where they were this year after losing mm-hmm. everybody? Like, that's, that's what I find the most interesting thing going into tomorrow. For sure. All right, man. Go have a few beers down in the hotel lobby. Keep uh keep my boy Osin under control. Don't let him get uh get too crazy. I already tonight. talked to him. He's 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 uh itching for some fun. Oh yeah, so, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, Stay out of trouble. Might be, you too. Uh, might be a late night with old Nikki, but um yeah, no. 
Appreciate you holding up on the fort. Yeah, I got you. Thanks again to the Iowa Clinic for sending Chris down to Dallas. We'll talk to you guys again soon.